Welcome to Contractor Cuts, where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a successful contracting company. Welcome back to Contractor Cuts. My name is Clark Turner. I'm Jared Flo. Thank you guys for joining us again this week. So this week we're talking about partnerships. Mm -hmm. Really, and the bigger picture of what we're talking about is how you set up a company to succeed and, and the ownership setup uh, of what you're doing. So there's three different setups that, we, that we're going to talk about. One, I'm a 100% owner. I own the company. I'm going to run it. Two, Sole owner by yourself running yep. everything. The yep. second setup is we're 50-50. There's two of us. There's three of us, so we're each a third owner. There's four of us, we're each 25%. But there's equal ownership mm-hmm. for the largest shares. Uh, and then the third way is majority ownership, right? I'm 60, you're 40, and right. so we're going to set it up that way because I've been here longer and – and, and yada, yada, yada. So though, with those three things, we have realized in coaching uh, contracting companies across the U.S., the person that sets up on their own has a lot more work to do mm-hmm. but is very focused on all they're doing is work. Yep. But the other two, the partnerships that we have come in as consultants and coaches for, they get messy. Yep. Right. We've seen a lot. I don't think we've seen a partnership in anyone that we've coached or consulted with that that we didn't spend the majority of our time with That's them right. dealing with, well, this is how you navigate that. And what about this? And we'll be a mediator and we'll talk with this person about which, this. And we'll talk with this which person. also talks about kind of the pros and cons For sure. of, of being a sole owner or having a partner. Absolutely. Because as a sole owner, you don't you don't have to consider anything else. You're 100 percent owner you can do anything you want you're also on an island by yourself so you don't have anybody to kind of bounce ideas off and and, you know help you make decisions and cover some of your weaknesses but you're also the janitor and the ceo and everything in between that's right but when you when you have partners it it's it can be complicated it can be difficult and and which is why with our alliance partners that we've got that have a partnership, any some kind of you know ownership distribution within their company, we have spent a fair amount of time helping them navigate the issues, the problems that come yep. up. And the majority of that is walking them backwards to where they should have set it up day one. Right. Right. And so what we're going to talk about today is whether you're starting a company, whether you're in the middle of a partnership after 10 years, whatever it is. We are going to say, okay, here's the major, major deal breakers that are going to happen within your company yeah. when there's a partnership that's not set up the right way. Well, here's here's we're we're going to spell out kind of an optimal. These are this is what you need to do. And yes, kind of things you need to process through in setting up the catches, the, the, yep. an, an ownership relationship. And if you're already in an ownership. Um, you're already in a business that has an ownership and you haven't done these things, that's okay. Yeah. You can back it back up and renegotiate, reorganize, clarify, and all that stuff. It's, it's fine. Yep. Learn from this and you can, you can ch- make changes if needed. Absolutely. So let's dive into it. So the, the pros and cons when you've got a partnership uh, versus uh, being an independent, I'm, I'm the main guy, I'm the number one 100% owner. Yeah. Uh, what would you say if I'm going to lean towards a partnership, I'm going to bring a second person in. We're going to start this together. I've been running for two years. I want to bring in my buddy who's also been running. What would you say the biggest pro and the and the biggest con is of doing that? Well, I, I think 
you know, it, whether you are just starting a business, it's mm-hmm. not, it hasn't done any work, it's not functioning yet, and you're looking at, am I going to do this on my own or am I going to bring in and partner up with somebody? Mm-hmm. Or I am running a company right now, but I, I think I'm going to bring somebody in and make them a partner of some some form. Yep. You know, I'll still, still be a majority share, but I'm going to give somebody some partnership and ownership of the company. I, I think the reason that you do that is, um, it, it, it broadens the, the, the things that are brought to the table, the mm-hmm. knowledge that's there. Maybe you've got uh, – you're really, really good at the residential world, but you're looking at venturing into the commercial world. Yep. and uh, or, or you're setting up a company that you want to do both, and you've got knowledge residential, and you bring on another guy, incredible experience in that direction, right? Yep. So you're broadening, broadening your experiences, uh, experiences yep. knowledge, and abilities within the company. Um, the other benefit is having somebody that is there that is, as an owner, they're on the team of the benefit of the company. Yeah. So you've always got somebody to be like, hey, what do you think about this? What about that? What's your experience with this? So you're not on an island by yourself, yeah. right? Yep. There is a lot of value with that. And and, and honestly, uh, some of our, our people that we coach that are sole owners really appreciate being alliance members because they have us mm-hmm. that they can i'm no longer on, on an island i have an experienced person yeah. to say hey have you dealt with this tell me tell me why i'm wrong in this because i'm thinking i'm going to do this but i also feel some sort of check in my gut so help me think through this and and, and that that by itself is one of the biggest pros in my mind of a partnership absolutely uh, because it, it's like you know I'm, I'm most guys starting companies are entrepreneurial and vision and let's go and let's run. And it's always good to have a second person that says, whoa, 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 time out, time out. That's a great idea. Uh But execution wise, how are we going to get there? Because we can't just ready fire aim. We need to, we need to take these precautionary steps to make sure that we're supporting. I I think that exactly goes into kind of my third point is um, bringing in a secondary person Outside of broadening the experience and knowledge, you also uh, can bring in a person and should bring in a person that uh, is better at the things that you're weak at. Mm -hmm. And you're better at the things that they're weak at. You kind of, uh, you know, play together uh, and and can kind of balance each other out where the two of you together as a unit are better than either one by themselves. That's right. Right? So it's, it's really helpful just in the example that you gave, somebody who is a... Uh, a dreamer and a visionary and excited about movement and the entrepreneur style mindset and brain uh, dialing in on the details and hitting the brakes with saying, Hey, great idea, but let's dot the I's. Yep. Right. Yep. That's right. Um, so having that other person, which is how you and I have worked really well together, you've got incredible ideas and direction and whatever. And sometimes I'm the, Hey, let's, let's nail each other down to the ground for a second. I want to go there, but we need to do these things first. Right. Yep, that's so right. that's how the counterbalance has worked really well with you and I. Yeah. So if you are a hundred percent owner in a company and you're thinking, <clears throat> I'm going to hire my first person, I want to give him some ownership. So he's helping me build this. I would caution you and say, send us an email. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of information about this. We've done this before. We've kind of walked down the road a couple of the wrong ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've set it up to where, like, our, our construction company upstairs, I'm still 100% owner. Mm-hmm. But the guy running it has a very, very vested interest in, in uh, financial He's highly return. motivated. And, exactly. And, and, but you still are 100% owner. Exactly. And yeah. so we're both very happy about it, but he's getting uh, a, a good portion of, of of what uh, the value that he's bringing to the company, yeah. right? Well, and so and, we've and got a, a way to set that up that 
if you're going that way, reach out to us. We're reach not talking out. about that today. We can talk about that another time. But if you're going to go that way, please reach out to us because we've got some really helpful ways to, to navigate that. Well, and, and I think that's the default yeah. is uh, I'm going to bring in my first person. So I'm just going to make them a percentage owner, yep. right? Because I want them to have that interest. I want them to be vested. I want them to, to have, you know, whatever. Yep. And so that's kind of the default of everybody kind of thinks that direction. Yeah. Um, we did that because yeah. we thought that direction and there were problems and issues that we had to figure out and navigate and whatever. And so that's that, you know, if you're in that situation or thinking about that, reach out to us. We've got some direction and advice that, yep. that we may talk about on a later podcast. That's right. So diving into a partnership, if I'm going to be setting up a partnership or I'm already in one trying to put more regulations, mm-hmm. the very first thing we want you to do is to start writing down expectations and, and the, by the operating agreement by doing that exactly this is a, an operating agreement you can get uh, off legal zoom or or from from an internet search that's a standard operating agreement that that starting a company is going to have don't take that sign it and go <laughs> we need to edit it we need to think through it we need to talk about who's doing what how is it going to get done what's your role what's my role what are we going to commit to and this is where we start talking about Worst case scenarios, what's going to happen? Yeah. Right? We're going to start there and say, if X, Y, and Z happen, then what? That's right. If you, you know, I, I trust you totally. We're going to start this thing together. I know you're going to kill it. But let's say you go crazy and your wife leaves you and you don't want anything to do with this and you feel like you need to be a missionary to Peru. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. What happens then? That's right. That's right. Well, I'm not going to do that. I understand you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. What happens then? I think that's a good point because at the place that you're in, you're in an exciting place mm-hmm. of either you're starting a business together or you're bringing somebody in as an owner or what, whatever that looks like, yep. that's exciting. Yes. At the potential, the opportunity, the joining of forces and we're going to kill it, right? Yep. And it's very easy to get distracted by that and yep. be like, yeah, 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 that's, that's good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. He wouldn't do that. That's he right. wouldn't do that to me, That's or right. I wouldn't. Yeah. And and it's it is extremely important to be as negative as you can possibly yep. be. What is the absolute possible worst case scenario in multiple angles? Yep. What if somebody dies? What if somebody's wife dies and they have to take time off? What if all the possible? Think as negatively as you can, no. and make contingencies. What yep. happens if this? then this is how we're going to operate. Mm-hmm. And then once you've spelled all that out in the in the operating agreement, I think it's also finalizing that before everybody signs it. Again, people are excited. People are take a look at it and say, I need to make sure, look at this. I know you're happy with it today. If this never changes 20 years from now, are you still happy? Yep. Are you are you good with this? Yep. Right? And making sure that in the moment where sometimes you cannot say what you're thinking or feeling because you're excited about where you're going, that everybody is clear that when we sign this, this is how it will be. Yes. And so if it gets to a place where we have to hold accountable or they're, you know, whatever, this is that you need to make sure that you you agree to this, yep. right? Just pure clarity, clarity on this is how our operating agreement, how we're going to function, if then that. Let's take a quick break. Hey, real quick. You're listening to this podcast because you are growing your company to the next level. Getting efficient, building structure, and creating organization is a foundation of growth. 
We've created ProStruct 360 software so you can spend less time doing paperwork and more time growing your company. Sign up today for free at ProStruct360.com. Whether you're using our free version to send estimates and invoices and getting paid online, or you choose one of our paid subscriptions to add in sending work orders, email and QuickBooks integrations, and so much more, stop putting off what you know is necessary to get to the next level. Take control of your growth at ProStruct360.com. It's like our client engagement agreement. It's uh-huh. it's the rules if things go wrong to where the agreement's the bad guy, not me. Like, Jared, remember, we talked about this. You, you, you're you trying to leave the company, which is okay. You're allowed to do that according to our agreement. Right. But you're not maintaining 50% of this because you're not going to be here participating. That's what we wrote out in our agreement. And so right. you're going to drop to 20%, and we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and we've got it all written out. To where I'm not saying, well, I don't want you to have all that ownership, Jared. And right. it's, a, it's not a battle here, but it's like, well, legally, this is where we're at. So right. what can we do that's best for both of us? Well, and, and in the operating agreement, one of those things mm-hmm. outside of like, you know, really horrible negative situations that could happen. Um, one of those things needs to be um, if an owner is not towing the line of the expectation, what happens? Yep. Well, then you have to have... What is the expectation? Yeah. As an owner, what is my responsibility? Yep. Right? And so that goes in. After you've got the operating agreement set up, you have three documents that you need to set yeah. up. And and what what are those? So let's go into those. So it's kind of 1B mm-hmm. in the conversation because the operating agreement also has to be at the same time a uh, have a, a secondary set of rules around it, mm-hmm. which is – all of our expectations of each other, which mm-hmm. is actually job descriptions, right? right? A job description is not, uh, I want to list everything I'm doing. A job description is, I want to show everything to you of what you can keep me accountable to. Right. This is everything that I'm responsible for, and I want total clarity that you don't think that I'm going to be balancing the books every week. Because right. I don't know anything about accounting. I'm bad at right. QuickBooks. That's not my job. But I want you to know, like, that's on your plate, and I'm right. not going to touch that, right? And so we start we start divvying out the jobs of who's doing what and why and when. Mm-hmm. Um, but the three documents you mentioned are is a great way to allow for di- uh, for separation in the future, mm-hmm. right? And so what I like to do with the operating agreement is tie it to these these three documents. The the document if there's two partners and we're fifty fifty, right? Document A is going to be my job description, what the work I'm going to be doing to get paid. Mm-hmm. Right? My job description is the work that I am doing to earn my paycheck. That's right. Because as owners of the company, there's no distributions day one, day two, day 700 Year usually. One. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. So what am I going to do to earn my pay? That's mm-hmm. my job description, my pay, how you can look and say, Clark, you didn't do X, Y, and Z. You're not earning your pay here. Right. right. Th- that's that. And – Clark, you're killing it. You're stepping out. We're going to hire someone in who's going to get the pay for doing that right. work, right? right? It's a direct tie to the work you're doing mm-hmm. with, with uh, measurables in it. Not, that's a that's a restate that. Yes. So the, so measurable. When I'm writing up my job description and I'm writing up your job description, two mm-hmm. of the three documents in it is not just Clark's in charge of marketing, Jared's in charge of finance, mm-hmm. Clark's in charge of project management, but Jared will do the estimates. It's not that. It's Clark is going to be in charge of marketing, and underneath what that means is Clark's going to be uh, manning our Facebook page and our Instagram account. Clark's going to be optimizing our SEO and working 
with uh, his buddy that knows how to build websites, and they're going to build the website. Uh, Clark's going to be in charge of our CRM, where we're going to be communicating with clients. Mm -hmm. Clark's Mm going to be in charge of our software, um, because in that, we're going to be following up with our client, right? So we're going to write down not just marketing, but all the things we want to do year one as part of my job description. If I was going to hire someone to come do marketing, this is what I want them to do, right? right? And so we're going to write that out. Uh, Jared's going to be handling finances. What does that mean? He's going to be balancing. Spending all the money. (laughs) Yeah, spending all the money. (laughs) All the bills, when the mail comes in, Jared's going to be checking it Mm because he's going to pay that bill. When this comes, so we're writing out job descriptions of what each of us are going to do to earn our money here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This allows the third document, which is, this is Clark's CEO job role. This is Jared's COO job role, whatever you want to call it. doesn't matter. I'm the general manager and you're a head of project management, whatever you want to call it. Those are our job descriptions. Mm -hmm. The third document is the job description of an owner, which is we want to be as, as thinly written out as possible in terms of not a lot of responsibilities. Right. Because worst case scenario, we're 50, 50 partners you go crazy and decide to become a surfer in California, move move away from here. What I, I have no repercussion <laughs> against you. I can't just take your, your ownership. We've got an agreement right. where you have it. So you're going to be losing this job, right? You're going to lose your job description and the pay that comes with it. Mm-hmm. We're going to hire someone else to do that, but you're still an owner. And as an owner, you've got to have a meeting once a quarter. Right. And you've got to... If you are not an active owner, maybe your voting right gets cut in half, and maybe mm-hmm. the active owner gets two votes to your one vote. Right. Right. And there's a bunch of different catches in there to where I'm going to allow you to step out of this company. Maybe there's a five-year vesting period that we both have to be working here for us to maintain our ownership. Right. That way, six months in, I'm pulling all of the weight, and Jared says, you know what? Uh, I'm going to move to California. Right. Th- thanks so much. Let me know how my 50% is. Here's Send my- me my checks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so- uh, setting up that in that third document, which is more of the operating agreement, mm-hmm. um, but this is these are responsibilities as an owner that you have to do as an owner. We're not going to put marketing. We're not going to put any day-to-day activity in that. Right. All the activity of the day-to-day company are going to be in my job description mm-hmm. and your do- job description. Mm-hmm. And so for the first year, two years, three years, we're not going to do distributions as owners because we want to put that cash flow back into the right. company. And so I'm not going to live off my owner distribution right. now accounting wise, sure, you might set it up as owner distribution for your paychecks, just for tax reasons, talk to your accountant about that. That's right. That's right. But either way, we're going to tie that owner distribution pay to the performance of the work work that I'm doing. Right. And so that way, if Jared's slacking on his job and if there are bills that just aren't getting paid and we keep getting finance fees because we're not paying the credit card and whatever, that's my responsibility. You're not even looking at them because it's on me. Yes. There's a place of accountability to say, hey, dude, what's up? Yes. Yeah. You're and not so telling your, your, your part of this deal. It's putting all of my expectations of what you're going to do on paper and you agreeing to it and, mm-hmm. and vice versa to where we can sit down and I'm not like, hey, man, we talk, what's going on with this? What's up? Why, why do you not want to do this? And it's not like, well, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. That's not all me. I'm not supposed to do right. And And all of those conversations of who's doing what right. is, is, is minimized because – it's written. We know. And stuff's going to come up, right? Over right. the next month, two months, six months, there's going to be like, hey, I guess someone should start looking for office space for uh-huh. us. Why don't uh-huh. you take that? Let's put that on your on your list of what you're going to be handling. Yeah. And we're going to build those job descriptions as we go. Well, and what's, what's, what's interesting about that is I think that kind of rolls into the, to the, the last piece of this. Yeah. You've got all your documentation set up, right? Yep. You, you, you know how distribution 
uh, all of that stuff, how you're going to operate as yeah. a company, yep. the if-thens. You've got the specific, clear uh, expectations with, uh, you know, uh, deliverables of this is how we can, what we can expect. Yep. That's all set up. The reality about a partnership, it is you are in a relationship like yes. a marriage. You yes. are you are partnered together, and relationships cannot sit idle. No, they don't work that way. They have to have a check in. How's it going? Yep. How's this happening? And so, when there's places like who who do I who's going to handle that? Who's going to start? researching offices who's going to we're, we're looking for maybe a loan for the company who's going to handle that you mm-hmm. know um and the the longer you let that relationship go without maintenance the further opportunity there or the more opportunity there is for the relationship to become distant yeah and the more distance it gets the more judging of like he's not doing i'm doing all the yeah i don't see him doing right and so once you've got everything set up, a piece of it is we're going to have monthly meetings, quarterly week meetings that is only for talking with owners. Yep. Owners are the only ones in the room. We are not talking about business development and growth and whatever. We are talking about, hey, where are we at with ownership? How are you doing? How, where am I failing? Where are things that – and having that open dialogue to be able to continue to cultivate that relationship and keep it rolling. Do not go into a partnership with someone who can't be called out on the stuff that they're dropping the ball on. Yeah, 100%. Do not start 100%. a relationship or be in a partnership with someone who say, hey, man, why aren't you doing this? And their first reaction is, well, what are you doing? You're not doing blah, 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 right? Uh-huh. To where it is a trusted like you said a marriage and, and why a partnership in companies i mean marriages are like a 50% success rate right and marriages are putting each other first mm-hmm. but with a partnership in a company i it, it's even worse because for a partnership in a company i have to look out for my best interests mm-hmm. now our goal in a partnership is that our best interests are aligned to That's where right. we're we're supporting each other and helping but at any given time as soon as my interest interest is being uh, stepped on by your interest, mm-hmm. there's now tension with us, uh-huh. right? And so that's why so quickly partnerships go sideways. You have people that dip out and it's like, well, he owns half and we kind of built something, but I've done everything. Now, what do we do? Uh, and, and going through those things, a lot of them are very hard to walk back after the fact. Uh-huh. So setting this up up front, or maybe you're in a great partnership. Let's dive deep into it right now mm-hmm. to set some of this stuff up. So when the bad times come, as they always do at some point. They always do. When the yeah. bad times come, we've now have have retroactively put some of the stuff in uh-huh. place. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of the biggest things to do. Let's write it down. Let's have job descriptions, and let's have an ownership description as to the minimal amount of work that we want from the other person. If that other person decided to become a surfer in California, right? Why is everybody a surfer in California? That's I don't know. Thing. That's that's, that's I, 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 I just see you and your pale skin <laughs> flying out to California a, to live on the beach. Just that's, a lobster out there. <laughs> you'd be back in about three days. Uh, that's it. That, that's that's what we feel when you're looking at a partnership. Yeah. If you are look, if you are in a partnership now, if you're thinking about taking on one, or if you're a single owner that is looking at his company saying, "I need help," and "I need help." How do I bring someone on? But I don't mm-hmm. want to lose ownership. I know right now it doesn't feel like twenty percent of your company's very much. Let's protect that. Let's show yeah. you how to protect yourself in that, but also motivate your employees coming in. Or, or if you're, or, or if you're in a current partnership and it's not really going so great, yeah. and you want some help, kind of 
mediating that and seeing yep. some outside perspectives, give us a call. We can be a third party that yeah. I, I, I care about the benefit of your business, not your individual feelings. That's right? one of so, the best parts that, that I think our, our, all of our partnerships get is that I don't care about you, owner. I don't care about you, owner. I care about the company that you guys hired me to grow with mm-hmm. you. And so I don't, I don't have the the drama, the emotional tie that you guys have with each other. The well, that guy dated my sister, and now it's awkward because all of that stuff <laughs> we don't care about. All right. we care about is this is the healthiest thing for the company. We got to do X, Y, and Z. That's right. Some owners love it, some owners hate it, mm-hmm. but at the at the end of the day, the owners that love it are the ones usually getting taken advantage of. The owners that hate what we say are usually the ones that are taking advantage of others. So yeah. we're fine with it. This is yeah. let us help you protect your company and look at your company and say. This is the best setup for it. Well, no matter what stage you're in, we would be glad to help. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Bye.